Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event in weekly Bible study for March 8th, 2009, and we're going to continue our study here, and we're going to now segue into a uh, teaching on Alice Bailey, so you can understand the, the, the woman that brought forth, now I know we've talked about her, but I've never actually done an actual teaching where we, where we got into uh, to her beliefs and all of these books that she channeled, her background. Uh, so Alice Bailey, this is from LighthouseTrailsResearch.com again, and they've got a, a tremendous amount of resources on Alice Bailey, and it's entitled Alice Bailey, Contemplative Mystic Occultist, Occultist, Pantheist, Theosophy Teacher, New Age Promoter, uh, Did Alice Bailey Believe in a Coming Christ? Oh yes, but not the Christ of the Bible. So this starts out by saying, this is a from Ray Youngin's book, A Time of Departing, page 34. And he says, which is a book exposing this stuff, none other than Alice Bailey, the famous occult prophetess who coined the term New Age, this is where we get the term New Age from, Alice Bailey, made the startling pronouncement, quote, it is of course easy to find many passages which link the way of the, quote, Christian knower with that of his brother in the East. Oh, really? You would, the devil would like to fancy that, possibly. But she's saying all these passages which link the way of the Christian know with that of his brother. And, and there, there's, my brothers and my sisters are in Christ Jesus. Through his shed blood on the cross as a born again Christian. I'm not brothers or sisters with anyone else on this planet. Okay? So, but she, she wanted to fancy that we were. And then she goes on to say, they bear witness to the same efficacy of method. Occultism is the awakening of the mystical faculties to see God as all in all. That's what occultism is. Basically pantheism. In Hinduism, this is called reaching the samadhi, or the enlightenment. It is the final objective of yoga meditation. Yoga. I've done a whole teaching on yoga. You can do uh, access. And then she says, God is God in everything, a force or a power flowing through all that exists. End of quote. So that was one of her quotes. Channel quotes, I believe. Now, Alice Bailey, Ailey, Alice Bailey believes the Christian church will help bring about the new age. Now, this is where the rubber starts to really meet the road here. Because remember what I said, this is all, they're, they're yoking this all up with the, quote, Christian church. With guys like Rick Warren leading the way. Can you imagine the Christian church actually helping to usher in and bring in the new age? Uh, this is a quote from Richard Bennett's book, Can Mysticism Lead to God? The goal of the New Age movement had, has consistently been to bring in the New Age Aquarius, when all will recognize, quote, the God within themselves. And again, this is the first lie ever told to Eve in the Garden of Eden, you shall be as gods. This is a major step toward this 
in the words of the New Age prophetess Alice Bailey, is the regeneration of the churches. It should be the degeneration of the churches. But she had this term that she evidently coined, the regeneration of the churches, meaning they're going to finally all get on the same pages and, and the actual, quote, Christian church is actually going to be used to usher in the coming New World Order, New World, uh, New World Order uh, religious system. Her vision, Alice Bailey's, was that, quote, the Christian church in its many branches can serve as a St. John the Baptist, as a voice crying in the wilderness, as a nucleus through which world illumination, remember illumination, illuminati, Satan, Lucifer, the light bearer, through which world illumination may be accomplished. In a word, she desired the time when the Christian churches would embrace the New Age concepts of illumination and self-realization. The New Age plan to bring in world peace cannot fully establish the golden age of Aquarius until biblical Christianity is outlawed or destroyed. End of quote. From Alice Bailey. Let me read that last line again for you. The New Age plan to bring in world peace cannot fully establish the golden age of Aquarius, which is what, see, they're moving out of the age of Pisces into the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You know that song? Cannot fully establish the golden age of Aquarius until biblical Christianity is outlawed or destroyed. Whoa, what a subtle quote that was. Now, biblical Christianity, not the New Age lukewarm garbage that's going to amalgamate itself with the coming New World Order. This is biblical Christianity. Why are they so concerned about biblical Christianity, I wonder? huh? I just wonder, huh? No coincidence there. Why, why didn't it say until fundamental Buddhism has been outlawed or destroyed? Or fundamental, whatever, Mormonism or fundamental Catholicism even. Because they're all they're all together. They're all of their father they're all on the same page, whether they know it or not. They're all on their way to hell. They're all teaching a false gospel. Some gospel based out of works. Being a good Hindu, being a good Buddhist, being a good Catholic, doing this, doing that, serving your father the devil, dying for Allah. Biblical Christianity it's totally different. You're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, His sacrifice on the cross that paid our sin debt, do you believe on Him, Jesus Christ, that He paid your sin debt in His death, burial, and resurrection, that He's seated at the right hand of God the Father? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible? We did a whole teaching on this last week. And it is the good news. Praise the Lord. Isn't that, isn't that an unbelievable quote? Until biblical Christianity is outlawed or destroyed, it'll never be outlawed or destroyed. It might be outlawed, but it'll never be destroyed. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. This is um, then a quote from The Plan by Let Us Reason Ministries. They go on to say, Alice Bailey, in an address at the Arcane School Conference in Geneva, Switzerland, <clears throat> suggested 
that the Shambhala force, which is the force from the invisible dimensions, led by the Lord Maitreya, will be destructive. Huh. The Shambhala force, led by Lord Maitreya, will actually be destructive. It will also, she said, eject unbelievers from the earth. Quote, the decision to release the Shambhala force during this century into direct contact with the human kingdom is one of final and the most compelling acts in preparation for the new age. The Shambhala force is a destructive and ejective, inspiring new age, inspiring new understanding of the plan. It is a force which will bring about tremendous crisis. The initiation of the race into the mysteries of the ages. That's a quote from Alice Bailey, The Externalization of Mysteries, page 171. Now, guess who the unbelievers are in this quote? It was Hitler, and obviously the Christians, um, it was Hitler who spoke of the thousand-year Reich, carrying the concept of the biblical millennium. One who... one will have the choice to accept the New Age Messiah, receive the initiation, or they will face the otherwise alternative of being ejected. This means destruction. This doesn't sound like love and tolerance that have been we've been hearing from those who criticize the Christians for teaching that there is only one Christ. See, they, they, they say that they're so loving and tolerant, so full of peace and sharing and justice, yet they'll never tolerate Bible-believing Christianity. All you have to do is look what side they're on to understand that we're on the right side. You know, it's like Melvin Sisson, an evangelist, used to say, whatever side I see the devil on, just mark me down on the other side. (laughs) Whatever side, you know. So I, I do a lot of that. I look at, okay, what is an occultist promoting? What is that occultist saying? And then you can pretty much, almost 99% of the time, see that the opposite side is actually the side of truth to be on. Not always, but but most of the time that's the case. So if we go further, uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard has written, the Christ consciousness and Christ abilities are the natural inheritance of every human being on earth. When the word of this hope has reached the nations, the end of this phase of evolution shall come. All will know their choice. All will require to, to be. All will be required to choose. Are you going to take the mark of the beast and fall down and worship the beast and the number of his name and his image, or are you going to choose? The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved their lives not unto the death. Are you going to choose that route? Because if you take the mark, you're damned for eternity. There's no going back. There's no like the Tim LaHaye books. Well, you could take the mark, but as long as you really didn't mean it, that's a life in the pit of hell. Don't believe that. Can't have it both ways. God's black and white. And if that means going to the guillotine, that means going to the guillotine. I'm sorry. But just remember, the guillotine is the door to eternity for a Christian. Now, I'm not saying that's the fate of everybody. I'm just saying, worst case scenario, are you prepared to die for the Lord Jesus Christ? Because it may come down to that. And I'm telling you, with the world events that I'm seeing going on right now, 
this stuff could start going down real quick. It already is. I mean, the global economic meltdown is already here. And this is the very thing that the occultists have been saying is going to be the first step in bringing about the aggressive phase of implementing the coming Antichrist, New World Order, whatever you want to call it. It's going to start with a global economic meltdown, primarily starting in America. And obviously that's happening right now. So, that's where we're at. Now remember, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Philippians 4.13 Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. They go on to say in this quote, all will be required to choose. All who choose not to evolve will die off. Not to evolve into their little gods with a small g. Their souls will begin again within a different planetary system. Oh, really? Which will serve as a kindergarten for the transition from self-centered to the whole-centered being. Oh, wow, doesn't that sound spiritual? The kindergarten class of Earth will be over. So see, us fundamental born-again Bible-believing Christians are just infantile, in their eyes, infantile idiots who, who just can't get on the same page and play nice with everyone else. So be it. Call me whatever you want to call me. My life is not a popularity contest. I could care less what the New Agers think of me as a Bible-believing Christian. And as Christians, our lives are not popularity contests. The Bible says that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. I don't want to be highly esteemed among men or the world. Now, I would like to be highly esteemed among Christians, true Bible-believing born-again Christians. But I, I could, I, seriously, I could care less about the other. The kindergarten class of earth will be over. Humankind's collective power is too great to be inherited by self-centered, infantile people. Now, I guarantee if she could have cussed in this, she would have. But she had to kind of maintain her political correctness. Self-centered infantile. That's what she would term as a Bible-believing, born-again Christian. When the reality is, is this is the pot calling the kettle black. She's accusing me of the very thing she's guilty of. Woe unto them to call evil good and good evil. To put darkness for light and light for darkness and, and bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's what she's doing. That's what all of these occultists do. They call everything that's of God, the true Lord Jesus Christ, evil. And they call everything that's of Lucifer, which is their God, as good. They're good and they're good at what they do. Here's another article um, from lettucereason.org which is a continuation of where we just left off, David Spangler teaches that the Christ, which is Maitreya, is the same force as Lucifer. Same force. Lucifer prepares man for the experience of Christhood. Oh, how blasphemous. Again, they always it's always about them, 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 wanting to be God. And they accuse us of being self-centered? <laughs> They're totally self-centered. They're obsessed with being gods on this earth. I've said this before. I don't want to be no god in the state I'm in right now. I just mess everything up. 
And then, then they, he, they go on to say, he being Lucifer is the great initiator. Lucifer works within each of us to bring us to wholeness. And we move, as we move into the new age, each of us, in some way, is brought to the point which I term the Luciferic initiation. For it is an invitation into the new age. This is from, that was a quote from David Spangler, Reflections on the Christ. Page 44 and 45. The Urantra book, which is a 2,097 page piece of garbage, is a profound new age gobbledygook and was given by the inspiration of higher intelligences. Another channeled book. I knew a guy that was into this. I, I, and I got into several debates with him. He got, wrote all these articles on Paul. This is the first time I ever heard about this Paul the being you, the, the usurper. There's a gigantic movement now in pseudo-Christianity to prove that Paul was was nothing more than a devil and a usurper. The Apostle Paul. Huge movement. Now, if that's the case, then we can throw away most of the books of the New Testament. You see how that undermines the Word of God? Because, see, if you can if you can turn Paul into a devil, then, my word, you're going to have to throw the whole Bible out, because what can we trust then? So, it's, it's another thing to attack the Word of God directly. This is more of a kind of a back, Backdoor attack on the Word of God. Huge movement. Just got into it, you know, the other day with with these people that wanted to prove that Paul's a usurper. Paul's terrible. He's this, he's that. He's no good. Man, I tell you what, you need to go to the end of Revelation and read what the Bible says about removing the words from the book of this prophecy. How you have your, your name removed from the book of life. And if you add to it, you'll add under you the plagues in this book. I mean, that's not something you want to mess around with. But they evidently have no fear of God whatsoever, these people that do this. That Sherry Shriner lady is the same way. The one that promotes the Oregon, the Wilhelm Reich, so is Lord Maitreya, so is Benjamin Krem. They're promoting this Oregon. Sherry Shriner says it's we need to have the Oregon. She sells these things or tells you how to make them on her site, these Oregon accumulators that Wilhelm Reich developed. She says, this is the way that we're going to defeat evil. This this can take down UFOs and all this other garbage. She has a gigantic following. This woman is a nutcase. There are things you can glean from her sight, but I don't tell anybody to ever go up there. Talk about full of self-pride. Oh, my word. She's terrible. One of the worst. One of the absolute worst. Sherry Schreiner. Got like, I don't know how many websites. Over ten. Most unsubmissive, one of the most unsubmissive females I have ever seen in my life. Elevates herself to, to like the only person on the planet that's really right with God. And sells these Oregon accumulators, the same ones that Benjamin Krem says are wonderful. She's on the same side as the devil. She's also is one of the ones that absolutely, totally advocates that Paul is the usurper and he's terrible. Why? Because he preached a lot of the things in the Bible that gives guidelines for, for how women should behave in the church and the godly role of wives and things of this nature. No wonder she hates him. 
She is of her father the devil, and of his works she will do. And I can't tell you how many pseudo-Christian organizations and ministries on the internet are falling into this trap. Paul the Usurper trap. False Bible version trap. 501c3 trap. Uh, the Judeation of Christianity. Gotta do this. Gotta keep the law. Gotta keep the Sabbath trap. There are so many different landmines out there in Christianity. It, it defi- it's just unbelievable. So if we go further, this you, you, you rant, you rant, you rantia, you book which is 2,097 pages. Um, in this book, it goes on to, one can learn to invite the thought adjusters, which are nothing more than demons, to dwell within them. That's where demons want to dwell. Within you. The Bible's very clear on that. Jesus even talked about that. Unclean spirits. What were cast out of people with that had a lot of these infirmities? Unclean spirits. Why? Because the demons seek to dwell in their flesh. This is just another way of entering the Luciferic initiation. These thought adjusters allow the individual's higher self to experience the new age presence of God. This is what demons do. It doesn't matter whether one uses the seven spiritual centers. This is what this book tells you. The chakras, visualizations, spirit guides, meditation, calling on the violet flame, one of my favorites. Yeah, just, just kidding, sorry. And astral travel or a guru. It doesn't matter which path you use, as long as you reach the point of illumination. Remember that, that word just keeps coming up and up and up again. That is all in one and receive their mission. That is all in one. And then they receive their mission and the goal is reached. Bailey teaches that this destructive force would promote a crisis which would lead to the initiation in the race into the mystery of the ages. Uh, does this have anything to do like the global economic meltdown that has already begun? This destructive force? I believe that, and one of the reasons this this teaching's timely, not because I'm bragging about it, but this destructive force that they keep talking about, which will usher in, essentially, what we're going to know as the Antichrist, this Shambhala force, this destructive force has already been begun. They're going to bring about controlled change through this crisis, order ab order out of chaos. All who refuse the Luciferic initiation into the New Age are considered unfit to enter the New Age. Well, mark me down as unfit. This will begin as a crisis period as the earth is cleansed and purified. Hmm. Revelation 17 speaks about the mystery Babylon that had a mystery initiations, which would be the occult. The Bible addresses this as part of the last empire that raises its fist of defiance against the God of the universe. Benjamin Krem recently, and then that's Betrayus Pied Piper, Benjamin Krem recently stated on the Art Bell program, now this was July of 1998, July 10th. This is why I don't, I, I refuse to be, I can't take any interviews right now anyway because I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed with the ministry. But 
I, you know, I've had people say you need to go on Art Bell or Benjamin Nori, I guess is who it is now, or George Nori. I, no way, I'm not going on there. You know why? I don't want to yoke myself up with that. I, there, no way is Art Bell or, or George Nori a Christian. Give me a break. They push so much new age, esoteric garbage on that. I, I get, I'm on their email list just because I'm kind of wanting to know what they're doing. You know, what is like yesterday they were talking about tarot cards, new age. He's had Benjamin Krem on there. He's also had Christians on there. How do you reconcile true Bible believing Christianity with all this other new age garbage? I don't want to be yoked up with that. I don't. That's just me. I mean, maybe somebody else has felt led a different way, but I, I just, I'm really wanting to flee all appearance of evil. And um, there's so much demonic garbage that, that's talked about. Now, does it mean you couldn't listen to it and glean as far as some of this New World Order agenda? I, you know, obviously you can. Uh, but Art Bell, uh, when Krem was on Art Bell, he said Catholics... I just love this. Catholics' most most orthodox Christians see the Antichrist as a man who will, who will come before the Christ and could even be mistaken for the Christ. Now, let's just stop right there, you devil. Benjamin Krem says Catholics' most orthodox Christians. Let's stop right there. Catholics are not Christians. They are on their way to hell like grease lightning. Now, I pray to God they get saved. I don't want them to go to hell. But they are trusting in their works. Totally trusting in their works. I've done several teachings on the Catholics. and But one of the things that people that hate Christianity or New Agers or anyone else love to do is lump true Bible-believing Christianity and call it Catholicism. Had a guy email me the other day. Well, yeah, but the Catholics were the were the one true church. They're they're the ones that started. No, they're not. There's two separate lines, two separate lines of Bibles, coincidentally, and two separate lines of I, I, one was pseudo Christianity and one was true Christianity. The Bi, the Bible believers were first called Christians in Antioch, which is where the first, which is really where we get the inception of where the Word of God came from. Uh, as far as the New Testament goes. There is two separate lines that came up. The Catholic line, which started in Alexandria, Egypt, and in 318, um, through Constantine, started the Catholic Church, the first Pope, Constantine, and uh, amalgamated all of paganism into Catholicism, and then and then took the tenets of Christianity, because they were killing all the Christians, but all the... the the, the um, Christianity was, just kept growing the more people they killed. So they said, hey, listen, we we got to shift gears here. we got to try something different. So let's just go to the Christians and say, listen, we're not going to kill you. We're just, we don't want to do that anymore. We're just going to just come into our state-sponsored controlled church and and we'll all get on the same page and we'll, we'll incorporate. And what they did is then they, they brought in all the pagans' holiday systems and put Christian veneers on them like Ishtar, and Christmas, the birthday of Tammuz, or Saturnalia was what it was called then. And all these different holidays, Valentine's Day. They incorporated all that into the Catholic system. And then you have the true Christians, which came up through Antioch. 
which was a totally separate line. And even in my King James um, uh, PDF that you can access, just King King James, go to the any of the teachings I've done and just key on the PD, click on the PDF. You can see the chart between the two Bible lines that came down. One from Alexandria, Egypt, that went through the Catholic Church, and the other one that started at Antioch, came up and came down through the King James Bible. And that's where the true line of Christians came as well. Now, there's a good book on this called The Faithful Baptist Witness by Phil Stringer. Oh, I've heard Phil speak on a number of occasions. Excellent book. If you want to, now, again, this isn't about being Baptist, okay? This is about the two different lines. False Christianity, true Christianity. That's what this is really about. Okay, and he gives you, really lays it out. The Faithful Baptist Witness by Phil Stringer. You can go and, and do a keyword search and you'll find it. Um, anyway, very important you understand that. So anyway, Krim says, Catholics most orthodox Christians see the Antichrist as a man who will come before the Christ. Okay, well yeah, that's what the Bible indicates. The Antichrist will come. Um, and, you know, set up his rule and reign for seven years. Christ comes back at the Battle of Armageddon, straightens everything out. Okay, I'm oversimplifying here. But again, that's what he's in reference to. Okay, just so, to lay a little groundwork. And then it says, and could even be mistaken for the Christ. This Antichrist could be mistaken. And then Krem goes on to say, and it will promise the moon to humanity, this Antichrist, but in fact, he is really the devil incarnate. What is what is then Benjamin Krem, who is the devil incarnate, then next say? What does he say next? Nothing could be further from the truth. Oh, if Benjamin Krem's saying it, it must be true. Nothing could be further from the truth. The Antichrist is not a man. The Antichrist is an energy. Oh, the Shambhala force that they were in reference to. A destructive force which is deliberately released to break down the old order. Oh, the old order. And prepare the way for the Christ, Maitreya. Oh, I'm so glad that Benjamin Krem got this cleared up for me. The Antichrist isn't a man. No, 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 no. Now, isn't this convenient? What a convenient scapegoat. We've misinterpreted scripture, Christians. Come on. Man, Christ isn't a man. He's a, it's a force. The Shambhala force. But this Shambhala force was predicted back in 1992 by Maitreya in a prophecy saying that this destruction would start with the global economic collapse starting in America. He did say that. Now, I'm not giving him any credit, okay? But I'm just saying that this was how Maitreya said he was going to make his appearance. We're going to get to that soon. And then Krem goes by saying, this refers to what we call the Antichrist energy. It is, it is the destructive aspect of the, first, of the first aspect of God. So, what Krem does is blames this Antichrist, Shambhala, destructive energy on God. So you can just blame that on God, evidently. 
this destructive energy. And then he goes on to say, it has two phases. In its constructive positive phase, it's, it is the will to good. In its destructive phase, okay, so let me read that again, this is Krim. It has two phases. In its constructive positive phase, it is the will to do good. In the destructive phase, it is what we call the Antichrist. How, and again, how convenient. It deliberately is released to break down. It it is deliberately released to break down that which precedes the advent of the Christ Maitreya. Order out of chaos. Okay, this has to happen according to them. And here we are. We're in it now. I really believe we're in it because they nailed it that it was going to be an economic meltdown. That's how it was going to start. So I'm telling you, this stuff that I'm getting into, this could literally come to fruition this week if it accelerated enough. Then he goes on to say, it was released in John's own day. John, you know, of the Bible. It was released in John's own day through the Emperor Nero to bring an end to the Roman dispensation and to prepare the way for Christendom. What garbage. Then he said it was released again in our time through Hitler, a group around him in Nazi Germany, together with a group of in Japan and further with a group in Mussolini in Italy. And these three powers, the Axis powers, in the war with the Allies from 1935 to 1945, embody the energy called this Antichrist this destructive Shambhala force. It's not just their evil, but their evil of all humanity from the very beginning. Then he goes on to say, by the defeat of the Axis powers, I read all that to say this, because I wasn't even going to read that part, but get this. By the defeat of the Axis powers, by the Allies, behind whom stood Maitreya and the forces of light. Oh, so now we have, we can, we can, Thank Maitreya and the forces of light that the Allies defeated the Axis powers in World War II now. He takes credit for everything, this guy. He's taking credit for all the crop circles, for all the marrying apparitions, for any miracle that takes place, for all these waters that are supposedly healing waters, for all the miracles that are happening. Maitreya takes credit for all of it. These crosses of lights that are showing up in churches? Oh yeah, he's taking credit for all that crosses of light. Hmm. And then he goes on to say, um, by the defeat of the Axis powers by the Allies, behind whom stood Maitreya and the forces of light and the spiritual hierarchy on our planet. The masters of wisdom and Maitreya as the head, the forces of evil on this planet had been defeated, not destroyed, but defeated for the time being, so that the beast has been released now, it must be chained down for a time and half a time that re- refers to the time of the a- end of the age. Remember how the time and times and a half where it talks about that in the Bible? Krim really tries to relate a lot back to the Bible. He's really concerned about perverting scriptures, which is now the opening of the age of Aquarius. I just thought that was rather telling. I never knew that Maitreya took credit and the Ascended Masters took credit because they were on the side of the Allies. And they defeated the evil Axis powers. Give me a break. 
So this is confusing, since, quote, the, the Tibetan master, DK, openly promoted the concept of the Aryan to Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky. In fact, guess what? Hitler was an avid follower of H.P. Blavatsky and Charles Darwin. He had the Thule Society and these occult societies that he was obsessed with. H.P. Blavatsky was a big, gigantic influence in Hitler's life. And that was the concept of the Aryan, which is symbolized by the swastika, which is actually a Hindu symbol that they adopted. And they reversed the, the, um, the pattern. The Nazis did. So isn't that kind of weird? You know, you say, oh, yes, Maitreya and them stood behind the Allied powers. But at the same time, this Master DK openly promoted the concept of the Aryan the white supremacist, the fifth root race, to Alice Bailey, which just so happened to be adopted as a doctrine of Hitler's Third Reich. It was the main doctrine. It was the justification for them going in and saying, well, the Jews all have to be slaughtered because they're, they're just one notch higher than an ape. That's what they believed. We've got to go and we've got to you know, euthanize the mentally infirmed. They were killing people in their own society way before they started killing the Jews. They were gassing them. Finding the most effective ways to kill the misfits of society. I've watched several documentaries on Hitler. That's what they were doing. They were perfecting their... So they were practicing what they preached. But isn't it funny? These devils just can't ever seem to get on the same page. They always have contradictory information. Why? Because... God is not the author of confusion. God's word is true. It doesn't contradict. It's true from beginning to end. Whereas the devil, he's got all kind of contradictions. Even these ascended master guys can't get on the same page. And they'll always have some, you know, if ever confronted, I'm sure they always have some spiritual answer to give, to justify. But they're just liars. But this lie, the whole world, for the most part, is going to fall for. Not, not born-again Bible-believing Christians, but for the most part, he's going to deceive the whole world. Bible says the Antichrist is going to come with miracles, lying signs, and wonders. And see, one of the reasons that people are going to overlook so much of these contradictions and lies is because he's going to come with all lying signs and wonders and miracles, and they're going to say, I don't really care what my belief system was in the past. Look at what he's doing. Whoa! Anybody that can do that, I'm just going to follow him blindly. I don't see God doing that. Oh yeah, God just made the sun and the sky and the stars and makes the planet turn on its axis and gives us seasons and air and water and food and puts breath in your body. He just created us. Far greater miracle than Satan could ever pull off. But we don't look at that. No, no, we... Not you that I'm talking to here, but the world. They overlook all that. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, this just all evolved and happened by accident, evidently. So, is what, is what they basically say. So the book of Revelation, which tells us what the end of time will be like, also describes to us the beast, who is given power to make war, to overcome... Uh, the power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Um, 
Alice Bailey is quoted, and that was, uh, let's see, Revelation 13, 5-8. Alice Bailey is quoted as saying, the final break or division between the so-called black and white forces. Now remember, the Bible verse, one of them called evil, good, and good, evil. You know the black forces are us, born-again, Bible-believing Christians, and the white forces are them. Okay? The, the, the hardcore New Agers. The final break or diversion or division between the so-called black and white forces for this particular world cycle, I believe this particular world cycle is the age of Pisces that they're in reference to, will take place during this period of the sixth root race in the present round. Towards the close of the sixth root race, before the emergence of the seventh, we shall have an Armageddon, about which so much has been taught. This is what Alice Bailey said in a treatise on white magic. Alice Bailey, page 544. Everything that I'm quoting from today is all referenced Okay, on these articles. I'm not reading every reference. But everything that I'm quoting is all referenced. I'm not making this stuff up. So, the forces of darkness... Are, this is Bailey again. The forces of darkness are powerful energies. Now, well, I'm, I'm going to read this. I'll go back. The, the forces of darkness are powerful energies. They work to prevent the understanding of that which is of the new age. This is what Bailey says. They hold back the forces of evolution. That was from Externalization of the Hierarchy, page 75. Guess who she is referring to? <laughs> what did she mean of evolution? That mankind would transform into gods? Absolutely. The forces of darkness are not energies, but fallen angels and demons who have powers. Well, Alice Bailey said the forces of darkness are powerful energies. They work to prevent the understanding of that which is of the new age. What, what a witch. I think that's being kind to call her a witch. Who is she referring to as the forces of darkness? Father God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the holy angels, and born-again Christians. We're the forces of darkness. You better get used to this concept. Because that's how they view you as a born-again Christian. Choose whom this day you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's, that's what it's coming to. Here's another article. Will the evangelical church help to usher in the age of enlightenment and the coming false one? The following is an excerpt from A Time of Departing, Chapter 6, Could This Be the End of the Age, by Ray Youngin. In the early 20th century, a figure who would have had a major impact on the Western esoteric movement came out of the occultic theosophical society. The actual coining of the term New Age has been attributed to her writings. Her name is Alice Bailey. Born Alice Latrobe Bateman in Manchester, England, in June 16, 1880, she grew up as a society girl and enjoyed all the privileges of the British upper class. Being very religious, Alice met and married a man who later became an Episcopal minister. In time, they moved to the United States. When, Alice, when Alice's Episcopal minister husband became physically abusive toward her, she fled from him and settled with her three children in, in Pacific Grove, California. Alice was greatly comforted when she met two other English women living in Pacific Grove. These women introduced her to theosophy. This is when it happened for Alice Bailey. Madame H.P. Blavatsky Theosophy. Which seemed to provide the answers to her questions concerning why such misfortune had befallen her. I mean, her excuse, hey, listen, I'm married to this supposedly man of God and he's abusing me. 
I if this is the God that that um, uh, you know I don't I don't want anything to do with this God. That was probably her justification. This is why the Bible says, "Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord." Jeremiah seventeen five. We don't trust in man. Because why? Because man will fail you. If you put your trust in any man, God will see to it that that man will probably fail you, most likely. We put our trust in the word of God. And I'm not saying that, that, that a godly man has to necessarily fail. But the thing is, is the point is, don't put your trust in a man. Because he can fail you and most likely will. Okay? So even if it's a godly man, not not like he's going to walk around in sinless perfection. So if we go further, so she finally started getting answers to why such mis- misfortune had befallen her through this theosophy. Alice was then 35 and was about to have her life changed forever. Later in her unfinished autobiography, she wrote, I discovered, first of all, that there is a great and divine plan. I discovered for a second thing that there were those who are responsible for the working out of that plan and who by step by step and stage by stage have led mankind on down through the centuries toward this new world order. I I added toward the new world order. In 1917, Alice moved to Los Angeles and began working for that plan at the Theosophical Society headquarters where she met Foster Bailey, a man who had devoted his life to occultism She divorced her estranged husband and married Bailey in 1920. This is how she got the name Bailey. Um, Alice had her first contact with a voice that claimed to be a master in November of 1919, calling himself the Tibetan. He wanted Alice to take dictation from him uh, concerning this. I I guess he wanted her to be a secretary, sounds like. (laughs) Please be like my demonic secretary. Mr. D.K. asked her. Okay. She took the job. She answered Satan's call. Um, Calling himself the Tibetan, he wanted to take dictation. Concerning this, Alice wrote, I heard a voice which said, There are some books which it is desired should be written for the public. You can write them. Will you do so? Alice felt reluctant at first to take on such an unusual endeavor, but the voice continued urging her to write the books. At this point of time, Alice experienced a brief period of intense anxiety in which she feared for her health and sanity. Oh, I'm sure that was of God then, you know, making her want to go insane. Um, One of her other, I'm just kidding, obviously, one of her other spirit masters finally reassured her she had nothing to fear, and she would end up doing a really valuable piece of work. That was a quote. This quote, valuable work, Alice was to be, um, Alice was to do, ended up lasting 30 years. Between 1919 and 1949, by the means of channeling telepathic communication, demonic channeling, Alice Bailey wrote 19 books for her unseen mentor. Wow. Now, I checked, and I said this earlier, but all of 19 of these books are on the recommended reading list at Share International website, Devil Betrayal. Okay? In fact, these are the first 19 books recommended by Matreya on the website. They're the first 19. That's how important they are to Matreya. And we already have seen how important Alice Bailey's writings are to all the high-level New Age occultists 
that are working with Oprah to actively bring about the New World Order, I don't recommend reading them. I don't. I've seen what it can do. I already gave you that little testimony. Um, so don't don't sit down and, and bring these things in your house and read them and do. You don't need to do that. You need to occupy. Read the Word of God. Read the King James Bible. Um, you know, I'm not saying you can't glean and things like this, but it's a whole other deal. Bring it, sit down, get in the book with a cup of coffee and reading this thing. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. Okay? It's like the word is a way that we get cleansed spiritually by reading it. Well, the opposite can happen if you're reading like the satanic Bible, which is a cursed thing anyway, or particular music that you could be listening to. The opposite will happen to you spiritually. So it's just something to think about there. Uh, let's see here. To occultists, the significance of Alice Bailey's writings has heralded... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. To occultists, the significance of Alice Bailey's writings has heralded anticipation of the appearance of a world healer and a savior in the coming Aquarian Age. Now, this is the false world healer and savior. In the Aquarian Age, which is the astrological age of enlightenment and peace. And see, they refer to, we're going out of the age of Pisces, which was the age that Jesus initiated 2,000 years ago, but they refer to him as Master Jesus, or Sananda Emmanuel, who is nothing more, they say, than an ascended master. And then in the last three and a half years of his ministry, when Jesus, about which, you know, almost all of Jesus' life is written, upon which we base the Gospels, that... Jesus Christ actually had the power to do what he did. Now, this is blasphemous, but that he had the power to do what he did through Maitreya, who they say overshadowed Jesus in the last three and a half years of his ministry and gave him the power to do all the miracles and all the things that he did. And that the Christian church has just misinterpreted everything. That's what they're going to say. When Maitreya makes his big debut, that's what they're already saying, but that when he makes his big debut, and they've had all these other shows to, to bolster this, the Zeitgeist, all these shows that question the divinity of Christ, the Da Vinci Code, that movie Bloodline, The Lost Tomb of Jesus, all these documentaries that are trying to, to debunk and question Jesus. Holy Blood, Holy Grail, where they said Jesus was never crucified. He married Mary Magdalene, and they went and they had kids, and this is the Holy Grail thing. Okay, Line signs and wonders. They're preparing the masses for this. I just don't see any other person that the New Agers are pointing to and have been pointing to for over a hundred years that could fill Matreya's shoes. I, I just don't see anybody that even comes close. So, going further... Uh, the Savior would, this Savior would unite all mankind under His guidance. Bailey termed Him as the coming one. This person was not the Lord Jesus Christ of whom Christians await the return, but an entirely different individual who would embody all the great principles of occultism. Chiefly, the divinity and the perfectibility of man. One of Bailey's followers wrote, the reappearance of the avatar, or this world teacher, by whatever name he may be known, has been prophesied in many religions, as well as in the esoteric occult tradition. 
A major manifestation is expected in connection with the Aquarian age. Interestingly, the Apostle Paul declared one called the man of sin, the son of perdition, would proclaim himself to be God. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, and 4. Believing that this coming Aquarian Messiah will be the son of perdition spoken of by Paul in 2 Thessalonians, furthermore, I am convinced that the New Age movement in his spiritual platform, too many things just fit together for this just to be mere coincidence. This is what I keep saying. There's How much confirmation would we need to understand this is their plan. They have openly admitted this is their plan. This is how, granted, we don't know every little detail how it's going to go down, but they've told us. Therefore, we must watch for the restructuring of our world by those who are preparing the way for his arrival and the identity to be revealed. Daniel 8.23 states that this man will be a master of dark sayings. In Hebrew, this translates as one skilled in cunning and ambiguous speech. The world will see him as one who is distinguished and spiritually brilliant. Keep this in mind as you read the following description. The coming one will not be Christian, a Hindu, a Buddhist, not an American, Jew, Italian, or Russian. His title is not important. He is for all humanity to unite all religions, philosophies, and nations. See, if he was any one particular religion, if he said, well, I am Christian, well then, there's no way the Buddhists are all going to get on that page. But if he comes and he says, I am not any of these things, yet I am all of these things. I'm everything embodied into one, which is what Devil Betray is saying, that's going to be much easier for people to get on the same page. Particularly comes with all lying signs and wonders and miracles. The only one who could bring this about is the one who fits the description mentioned in Daniel. This explains the all-out effort by the New Age, which is saturating our society with meditation right now. When this man comes forward, all those who are in touch with their, quote, higher self, which means they're demonically infested, those who are awakened will clearly recognize him as their unifier and give him their allegiance this is why it's important for us Christians to understand this, lest we be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest we be taken unawares, lest we be destroyed for lack of knowledge. We want to be able to have answers when this happens. You know, most Christians who call themselves Christians, when this stuff starts to go down, and Maitreya makes his big debut, they're not going to have a clue what's going on. They're going to look like they have that expression egg on their face. They're not going to know, they're not going to have any answers. And they're, and the falling away, which is already in full swing, is going to just further increase. The falling away. The strong delusion that God is sending. Okay? It talks about in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, which they just referenced. Uh, he will have a ready-made constituency, many in key positions to help him reconstruct society. This will be the final accumulation of the paradigm shift. A disciple of the Indian guru Rash Nish made this keen observation, illustrating the potential power of this deception and the hypnotic influence of this coming one. And he says, something has happened to Rash Nish that made him unlike any other man. He had undergone some change, enlightenment, the rising of the kundalini serpent spirit, and his being 
and his being had been altered in palpable, noticeable ways. The change in him, in turn, affected his disciples and created a persistent and catalyzing resonance within them. This is just like Obama. People are following this guy like he's a god. Okay? He's nothing more than a devil, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and they're following him like he's God or something. Well, anyone that gets in locked into... The Bible says, of whom a man is overcome, the same he has brought into bondage. Now, and that was warning about false teachers. This is why I'm very, very cautious about what teachers I will recommend or listen even to. I don't want to be overcome by any man. I want to be overcome by the Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? You've got to be real careful about that, because there's a lot of people that are on their way to hell in lukewarm Christian circles because they're following a man. They've been overcome, and now they've been brought into bondage. It's demonic bondage, though, that they don't see. The prince of this world has blinded their eyes that they cannot see. And he's used a wolf in sheep's clothing, a hireling, to do his bidding. Not every pastor, but I'm saying a lot of them. Particularly in the day and age we're living in now. So, going back to this, what was unique... What was the nature of this resonance that this Rajneesh guy had? The Bible predicts that the Antichrist and the false prophet will perform lying signs, miracles, and wonders. Revelation 13. Alice Bailey described the work of the New Age Christ very explicitly. The work of the Christ 2,000 years ago, this is who they term as Master Jesus, was to proclaim certain great possibilities and the existence of great powers. His work, when he reappears, will be to prove the fact of these possibilities and to reveal the true nature and the potency of man. Now let me tell you, I've said this before, i said this in the last teaching. They have said, now this isn't going to happen right away. When Maitreya makes his day of declaration, he's going to be very low-key. In some ways. He's even said he's going to be low-key. He's not going to come out, he's not going to say, I am the the fifth Buddha, I am Krishna. That's not how he's coming. When he makes this television debut that they've been predicting now for 30 years, he's said that that's not going to be the way. He's going to come very subtly. He's going he's to come, he's going to lay out his program for world change, and he's going to start casting his spell over humanity. And of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. If you go and you sit under some man, the first time you sit under him, you may not be overcome or brought into bondage. But you go and you hear him 30 times, and you start believing in that, you're eventually overcome and brought into bondage. Well, that's why when Maitreya first comes, it's not going to be that way. It's, he's going to be a lot more low-key. And... Um, they're saying, Maitreya is saying, that when he comes, he's going to come with this Master Jesus. Who, we, who, the, who the Christian church is going to recognize is all the long-haired, hippie version Jesus that we all see that the Catholic Church gave us. Those pictures. That's exactly what he looks like. And guess where they say he's going to rule and reign from? Rome. Essentially, I don't know if they're going to call him the next Pope. Probably going to be the false prophet. He's a good likely candidate. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not going to get dogmatic. I don't want to argue with anybody about this. Okay? But that's what they're saying. Openly saying. Master Jesus is coming with Maitreya. Probably not initially. 
Maybe it'll be a week later. Maybe it'll be a year later. I don't know. Depends how quickly Maitreya can soften up the masses. Then he's going to come out and he's actually going to proclaim who he really is. And this is my disciple, Master Jesus. In fact, I overshadowed him in his last three and a half years in ministry. In fact, I'm going to show you this little film, how you Christians have distorted everything. We're going to take you back 2,000 years ago because we're that powerful. And we're going to show you little film clips of what really happened. Probably that he never got crucified. And it's all going to be lines, signs, and wonders. Now, can you imagine if this is in conjunction with the UFOs making their public disclosure? There's all kind of things in government right now where these governments are coming out and they're disclosing all of the sealed up, top secret UFO information. I wonder why. I wonder what they might be preparing us for. I wonder what Hollywood's been preparing us for with all these movies and the media and all the brainwashing that goes on kind of weird. Maitreya keeps advertising on Rush Limbaugh and, and, and um, the Discovery and the History Channel and CNN and Nancy Grace, Anderson Cooper 360, the Wall Street Journal. I'm not making this stuff up. His Star Miracle, which we'll be talking more about. I don't know about today, but probably next week. Just to reaffirm this, because when this stuff starts to go down, I don't know, maybe they may take the internet down that week. Who knows? Because they're not going to want truth going forth. Remember, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is yet day. The night is coming when no man can work. That night could literally be here this week. This may be my last broadcast. So I'm trying to get this out because this is breaking news, essentially. So, This is what these devils say. The work of the Christ 2,000 years ago, meaning they are calling him Jesus, was to proclaim certain great possibilities in the existence of great powers. His work, when he reappears, will be to prove the fact that these possibilities and reveal the true nature and potency of man. Oh, boy, wasn't that great. In light of the many who will be coming in Christ's name, I will also believe. I also believe that Alice Bailey... Remember, there's going to be many antichrists. The Bible says that. Very clear, Matthew 24. There's going to be many antichrists that come. I also believe Alice Bailey's prophecies can per- further provide further insight into what the Apostle Paul called in 2 Thessalonians as the falling away. Bailey eagerly foretold of what she termed as the regeneration of the churches. Her rationale for this was obvious. Now this is again, is using the pseudo-Christian churches of today, the pseudo-Christian 501c3 churches of today, to do the bidding of Maitreya, Satan, the devil. Her, She's quoted as saying, Alice Bailey, the Christian church in its many branches can serve as a St. John the Baptist, as a voice crying in the wilderness, how blasphemous, and as a nucleus through which world illumination may be accomplished. The very institution that should be exposing this is going to be the very institution that Satan uses most likely to brainwash the masses, particularly the Christians. Isn't that pitiful? In other words, instead of opposing Christianity, the occult world would capture and blend itself with Christianity and then use it as its primary vehicle for spreading and instilling the New Age lies. That's what's coming. That's what's basically almost here and happening in many churches. 
the various churches would still have the outer trappings of Christianity. You little, you know, a little bro cream religion, a little dabble, do ya? You go, wow, it's it's really ornate in here. Look at the stained glass. This has to be of God. Look at that man up there with those robes and all the incense. Wow. None of that impresses God. None of that impresses the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's all it takes for Satan to get you, he'll give you that all day long. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's coming. The various churches would still have their outer trappings. I I like, that's a good term. Of Christianity. The veneer. It's like Jesus said, you're as white and sepulchers full of dead man's bones. White and sepulcher, a real, a nice tomb, a real shiny tomb on the outside. But what is it full of? Death. That's what the modern day lukewarm church has become. The various churches would still have their outer trappings of Christianity and still use much of the same lingo. If asked certain questions about the traditional Christian doctrine, the same answers may be given. But it would be all on the outside. On the inside, a contemplative spirituality would be drawing in those open to it. And as 99.9% of all Christian churches are already yoked up currently in America with the government, IRS, Homeland Security, and FEMA. Now, I've got a whole teaching on this Satan's master plan to destroy the church. If you just key in 501, just the numbers 501 in my keyword search box on my homepage um, on Sermon Audio go to the PDF file and it will give you all the confirmation on this or you can see all the teachings I've done and with every teaching the PDF file you can look at this, I'm not making this stuff up this is going down went down, they're already there All it's really going to take would be something like some catalyzing, polarizing world event, martial law, whatever, in order to really bring about full implementation. They're already yoked up with all of these institutions I mentioned. And with their 501c3 corporate status. So this is just really the next logical step Satan has in plan, has in place for the 501c3 corporate church of America. Satan's got a plan for them. Isn't looking at this like... Doesn't it feel like you're in the twilight zone looking at this? It's so obvious. And yet, so few see. Because they're part of the problem. It's like that expression, too close to the force to see the trees. If you're in one of these institutions, you don't see it. You don't see it. It's like the Revelation 3, Laodicean church. You don't see. You're blind. In wide segments of Christendom, this has already indeed occurred. Thomas Keating alone taught 31,000 people mystical prayer in one year. People are responding to this in large numbers because it has the external appearance of Christianity, but in truth, it is diametrically opposed what is skillful what a skillful and spiritual delusion could this possibly be the falling away that Paul speaks of note this departure is tied in with the revelation of the man of sin if he is indeed 
Bailey's coming one, then both Paul's prophecy and Bailey's prophecy fit together perfectly, but indisputably from opposite camps and perspectives. Isn't that interesting? Both Paul's and Bailey's prophecies fit together perfectly, but indisputably from opposite camps and perspectives. This is a very logical one. One sees as Paul proclaimed that they will fall away to the mystery of iniquity. Second Thessalonians chapter two seven. The word mystery in Greek, when used in this context of evil iniquity, means hidden or occult, gnostic. Could this re- revitalization of Christendom? They really shouldn't call it a revitalization, uh, but desecration of Christendom fit in with Bailey's new and vital world vital world religion, a religion that would be the cornerstone of the New Age. Such a religion would be the spiritual platform for the New Age coming one. This is the unity of the spirit spirit thought, which would not be a single one world denomination, but would have the unity and diversity, multicultural, interfaith, ecumenical agenda. I think it will be a single one world uh, eventually. Maybe not at the beginning. But um, Thomas Meeting made a direct reference to this at the Spiritual Summit Conference in Calcutta, India, when he told Hindus and Buddhists, we are already one, but we think we are not. We, we have to recover, what we have to recover is our original unity. Where were they originally unified? The Tower of Babel? They are one. He's right. I agree. I mean, I, I don't agree that they need to recover this. But they are one. They are on the same page. They are of their father, the devil, and of his works they will do. I pray to God they get saved. I don't want to see them burn in hell. But I'm saying if they stay on that path, that's where they're going to go. We are already one, but we think we are not. That's what they're saying. See, Maitreya is going to come and tear down all these little barriers between all these denominations. Because he's going to be... Everything wrapped up in the one. He's going to get everybody on the same page. That's what his goal is going to be. They've got to, they've got to recover their original unity. Where was that happen? At the Tower of Babel. Who was the one that made them disunified? God. He split them up. He sent them to all different parts of the world. He confounded their languages. That's why they call it the Tower of Babel. That's when every one of these, these different religious sects started. And they took their own little slice of their own little respective religious pie, their religious pagan pie, to their different particular part of the earth. That's when it happened. And they're coming back together. The rebuilding of the Tower of Babel, which is a big theme of the New World Order. Satan's plan has always been to deceive people into believing they can become like God, and God has given Satan the freedom to carry out his diabolical plans, with certain powers to recruit humans and attempting to complete it. While Scripture clearly tells us that Satan is the father of lies, it is not inconceivable that Satan would reveal these things to whomever he wishes for the purpose of attaining his goals. I believe Alice Bailey is one of those through whom he chose to lay out his master plans. Therefore, Bailey's predictions could indeed be more than just fanciful meanderings of an overactive imagination. When the depth and intricate detail of her work is studied, it cannot be dismissed as trivial. One author made the following keen observation regarding this point. Alice Bailey's gigantic corpus of wisdom 
could not have been invented by human minds. The teachings are undoubtedly superhuman in origin. Demonically superhuman, fallen angelically superhuman, but yeah, I agree. In a manner of speaking, I consider Alice Bailey as the apostle of the New Age, occultism, and her writings as mystical revelations. She is telling the world the path it will be taking and how it is going to be done. In essence, a combined manifesto and blueprint. The fact that much of what she predicted has indeed actually happened gives even greater credence that her work really could be the design for the one Paul called the son of perdition. And again, that's not to give her any credit. Okay, but it lines up with the Bible if you think about this. This confirms the Bible, what we're talking about here. Various church statements reflect Bailey's dark prophecies that speak to the revitalization of the churches. Quote revitalization. Even now, a recent Catholic dictionary states that, quote, current ideas about mysticism underscore that it is for many, for the many, not just the chosen few, Catholic mysticism. It's a big movement within Catholicism. It really always has been, but it's gaining a lot more momentum. An article in America, a national Catholic magazine, shows the result of the mysticism in regard to evangelization. The article titled Rethinking Mission in India states the spirit is active in Hinduism as much as Christianity and therefore both religions are co-pilgrims on the way to fulfillment. This is what the Catholics are stating. And it's no wonder the Pope can go and stand on stage with a whole bunch of other pagans and yoke himself up with all that garbage like he's been doing. Of course, you know, and not to say he's any better, but I'm just saying he has no problem doing it. The significance of this is clearly revealed in the following view from the same article. Any claims to superiority are damaging. This is about religions. Religions need not to be compared. We all are expected, all we are expected to do is serve man by revealing to him the love of God made manifest in Jesus Christ. That's what they're saying, the, the, this Catholic article. The love of God made manifest in Jesus Christ. Smiley Joel Osteen would definitely agree. And that's why his books can be in the Theosoph, be sold. At, you can go to uh, Madame Blavatsky's Theosophical Society in Chicago and find his books there. Just the love of God, that's all. Don't tell them about the blood of Jesus Christ paying our sin debt. No. No. Don't tell them about anything. No, no, no. Let's just eliminate all that. So what is happening here is a complete turnaround regarding the meaning of evangelization. In truth, if you want to reveal to man the love of God made manifest in Jesus Christ, you proclaim the blood of Jesus Christ for salvation. It's like, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16 do I love you enough to tell you the truth? Well, and then I went and I looked at Sherry International's website, and again, and I'm looking at the suggested further reading, Alice Bailey being the first 19 books at the very top of the list, and then um, and then the next, well, couple down, then we have H.P. Blavatsky, <laughs> her mentor, The Secret Doctrine, Theosophical Publishing House, and then H.P. Blavatsky, Isis Unveiled. Isis, like 
the goddess, fallen angel, Isis, yeah. And then um, another one, booklets and books which present in simplified form the wisdom found in Alice Bailey's books. They are more obsessed with Alice Bailey on Devil Betrayer's website at Share International, which is also United Nations sponsored, has been for years. They're more obsessed with Alice Bailey than any other author. And so are all these other New Agers that are amalgamating themselves into the pseudo-Christian lukewarm church that we just talked about, and Oprah, and Rick Warren. It's all coming together. Uh, then they recommend Annie Besant, Esoteric Christianity. <laughs> and then Manly P. Hall, Sacred Teaching of the Ages. He was considered like the greatest Freemason of the last hundred years, Manly P. Hall. Uh, Secret Teaching of the Ages, and many, many, many more books. I, I, I don't have time to get all this today. So I'm going to go ahead and end there today. We'll have one more part to do next week, and um, we'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. Lord God, in all your goodness and your mercy that you bestowed upon us for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, for saving our souls. I pray, God, if anyone's here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord God, that you would lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the cross, to his shed blood. Lord God, that you have them listen to my, my teaching I did last week. Whatever manner you want to lead them to the Lord. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray you do so. That thy name be glorified, that many would be saved as a result of truth going forth. That, Lord God, you would prepare the body of Christ for what's coming that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength in our Redeemer, as we forgive those, Lord God, that have sinned against us. I pray, God, you'd use us mightily, that we would have fervent charity one toward another, especially they that be of the household of faith, that we would be servants to one another, and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.